weekend, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 KBGG, Mediacom, 22822, and the Cub. No idea. But I think we're on the Cub still, aren't we? Yeah, 105.7. I think that's that sounds right. And around the world at the HawkeyeHuddle.com. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. As we get set for uh, March Madness here for the Iowa Hawkeyes in, uh, in uh, men's basketball. And, uh, well, for everybody in men's basketball, and we're kind of in the, in, in, into it, in the middle of it, <laughs> there as, you have it. As, it, as it were. And um, Hey, the Hawks had a good week. It right? was a good week. It was, it was a fun week in, in a lot of ways. I can tell you that at the Nest Sports Bar in the Phoenix, Arizona area, there were two very entrenched fans watching uh, Iowa play Wisconsin and... You know, the Hawks had come out so well, played great in the first half, and they had that lull, and it was like, oh, boy, yeah. th- this is yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it, and then they outscored them 12-2 to to end the game. Uh, by the way, Trent says it's 100.9, lest we be. Oh, 100.9. The Cub. Sorry. We, well, we'll never forget again. Um, no, we'll the, write the, that down. The, 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 the Hawks played very well through most of that game but yeah that lull and it was it was a matter of they had opportunities to be getting back into the game they were missing shots it looked like they finally maybe got tired they got tired of being pushed around because you know no matter how you look at it wisconsin still plays uh, a very tight in your shorts grab them push them around physical brand of basketball so who was the guy garden jack that caught the elbow wasn't it showalter yeah yeah i I just didn't know his name so um so there was the phantom foul there. No, okay. it was no phantom. He hit him right in the face with his I, elbow. I, 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 I it was, thought he flopped. It, but, but he so hit him in the, the face The biggest with issue his with elbow. that was not And that, Peter had been frustrated. In fact, at the end of the game, didn't he say he should have fouled out in the first half? I oh, think, him? No, he said Showalter should have. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm suggesting. Fouled, is, yeah. And so... After 30 minutes or 32 minutes? You think he threw minutes? his elbow? I think he was just trying to get over the top of that as, as and a And in the I process didn't. of doing that, his elbow hit the guy in the face. Should, and this rule sl- this rule is clear. And I don't know why everybody bitches about it. It, it. it is a simple fact. If you throw, Tyler Cook had one in the Penn State game. If you make a move, you are in charge of your elbows and you can't hit a guy above the head, okay. period. So, and so and it doesn't matter what the other guy's doing. So regardless of that. Okay. Okay. They handed the ball to Peter Jock. He shot a free throw and made it. Yes. You cannot go back and review That's it. wrong. It's, it's right. It, it is not right. It, it is right. It is not right because the ball was still dead. No. Yes. It was a one-and-one one shot. It, it was no, a one it and wasn't. One. It was it a one-and-one. It, it was a one-and-one. It was a two-shot one. double bonus, and, you had, and I, read the, I read the rule. The guy said... The reason they could go back and do it. I read the rule too. Well, somebody's, then you must printing have, the, somebody's printing the rules wrong online because well, they were on the, the rule. The, the rule, report the rule the that was claimed that. was that if the ball is still dead, mm-hmm. he made the basket. Ball still dead. Once you hand it to him, it's the a ball, live basket. The ball was still dead. Was it a one, Trent, was it a one and one or a two shot? Maybe it was a two shot. Do you know? I believe it was a two shot, and the way that I read the rules. Once the ball is handed, it is considered a live ball. That's the way I read it. Right, but he shot one. It doesn't matter. It's not dead. It's a live ball, and you how, can't. How can it be live? Because if he a play it. happened. It's like kicking the extra point. The if, extra point was kicked. You mi- can't go back and throw a penalty flag after the point was kicked. It's still a dead ball, David. So the, oh, I kicked it through. Now it's a dead ball for the kickoff. But I can't go back and review the play. Before the point the, is, the is point. that the ball is not live because if he had missed, no, no action would have taken place. The way the rule book reads is that first free throw regardless. It says when we hand him the ball, even if he doesn't shoot, once we hand him the ball, the ball is live. Because if you throw it up in the air and catch it to yourself, that's a travel. You can't do that. Remember guys used to do that and they, you, you can't throw it up and, and you, you've got to shoot. You can't fake a shot. That's a travel too. That's illegal. It's a live basketball. Oh, you're when talking they hand it about it at the free throw line. I was yeah. going, I was, oh, no, you no, lost sorry, me. Sorry. Anyway. I just sent you guys the okay. rule. Huh? I just okay. sent you guys the rule. Oh, I, 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 I yeah. You've got the the uh, the page that I, there, Trent. That that's the page I read, and it says. I was pretty certain that the Big uh, Ten made some sort of tweet after the game as it related to the play. After the first of two free throws, during a free throw, the ball by rule becomes live when it is at the disposal of the free throw shooter. That time window has passed. Okay. 
when there's a foul call for the contact, the officials with the plausible reason may review the severity of that foul during the dead ball period following the call. When the ball becomes live, there shall be no review of a made call. So the question that I'm asking you is this. He shot the first free throw. Then they went and looked at it before they handed him the basketball to shoot the second one. It says after the first free throw. It says in the rule book. That's all I'm telling you. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. If there is a foul on the first free throw of a two-shot foul, we, you, know, you know what would happen? They'd move everyone off the lane, and the guy would shoot it. It's because it's a live ball. They would move everyone off the lane. The guy would finish shooting the second shot. Mm-hmm. And then the foul, whoever was fouled. The foul on the on the missed free throw would be, or, or on the made free throw, the foul on the made free throw would be because it's a live ball. Otherwise, they wouldn't put anybody if in the line. there was a foul on the first free throw. Right. It's a live ball. That's how there's a foul. Then, then how do you have fouls um, when it's a, the ball is out of bounds and... So the, the ball when is you live. Hand, when you hand it to the player and everybody starts moving, the guy standing out of bounds, you hand it to him, it's a live basketball. And so then you can have a foul with no time going off the yes, clock. Yes, which happens. Right. Right. Either way, Iowa came back and won the game, luckily because Jordan Bohannon's got uh, uh, balls the size of church bells. Here's the, here's the thing. He is not afraid. No, he's not. First of all, Pemsel grabbing the ball and, and thinking to himself, okay, I, I don't know whether he thought, oh, there's an open guy, or do I, or there's a better chance that he, Bohan's going to make it. But either way, got both mitts on it, nice, easy pass, straight out. And here's the difference. Bohannon, in my opinion, I don't want to pick on Mikey uh, Gazelle because – Well, you know, there's no reason – I mean, But here's the thing. I think Mike Gazelle in that, in that instance hesitates for half a second. He may still take a shot, but he thinks about it. He thinks about dumping it back inside. He thinks about driving – Jordan Bohannon, he might as even, soon as that he, ball was coming to him, he was shooting before he had the ball in He his might hands. even think about trying to pass it back to Jock. He might have. And, I, and Bohannon. Well, there was 10 seconds on the clock, right? Right. right. So, and I'm not saying, and maybe that's the best move. Maybe he shouldn't have shot that three, but the fact is that he, he got it. He was, he, when he's a rhythm shooter. No, you shooter, shoot the three. When he's a rhythm shooter like that, You're yeah, behind. you take that. You're, You're behind. behind. You shoot the three. And there was no hesitation, and it's the difference between this team and winning, winning down uh, at the end of games, or at least playing closer in, in, at the end of games, and the other, and the previous teams is they're they're not afraid, right? Well, they, no... they, they certainly may lose a game here and there, but they're not afraid to lose. And, and it seemed like before, it seemed like the last couple of years that group, every time it got to the end, they just somebody nobody wanted to take a shot. Well, and that's yeah. why Gazelle ended up always seeming to drive, right. drive to the basket, right. hope he would get fouled, or whatever you want to say, but. You know, here's the other thing. The effectiveness of the entire full court press when they went basically man to man full court press was unbelievable. I mean, clearly they've practiced this. I don't think I'd seen it the entire season. Well, they've, we've done a lot of three quarter court, a lot, a lot of, of trapping quarter, here and there, but of, not the full. Right? I hadn't seen the full not court. It caused two straight turnovers. Um, after one, Hawks made a basket, got a turnover, and then. Was it Wagner who stole the ball in the corner, went straight to the basket, and kind of nudged it up? Oh, shut up. You're sitting there calling traveling, I'm, and you're I'm, bitching about I'm Peter happy, Jock getting... I, I'm happy that, that he got the benefit oh, of the Oh, my good Lord. Because, yes, it was great. You complain about officials. I hate to see the officials in I'm, your house. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy you got the, you got the steal. And got How many the, travels do you get away with home? I don't get a travel at all. I can't even go left. Here's well, the that's deal. For sure. Here's the deal. No, when you start looking at this team and the future of this team, because they're bringing in some players next year that that are going to be more, they're going to be more scorers. They can shoot better. They are going to be better shooters than I see Wagner and maybe even Moss being right now because Moss can get hot, but he's 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 so streaky. Right? We'll see where he goes. But athletically, when you start looking at what you want to do and changing things up with a press, and you can add Christian Williams into this with Moss and Wagner, and suddenly, you know, Cook can move pretty pretty well wherever you want to put him. This team is dangerous when you when you don't use that press all the time, and then suddenly it's there. It had Wisconsin completely off. They, they were just, they, they hadn't been pressed like that for some time by anybody. Well, and not only that, they, they had to burn their timeouts. Yeah. Uh, they called one after the first turnover, and then they got another steal. And and it just it, I mean, you want to talk about a game changer? That was the that was the key to that the comeback. It wasn't them playing solid 
half court defense and no. those kinds of things. They had been doing that mostly, but that but wasn't they what scored, did that. They right. scored like six or seven points, literally in a minute. Well, they were down. They were they were down uh, when when Bohannon made that little teardrop runner. They were down seven. He got that one to go. Yeah, they were down. They, they were down. Steal, seven, and I right? think I think Cook scored, at, and then they had or at one Penzel. point they were down. They were down nine with about three and a half minutes to go, and they came right up court, threw it in for a dunk. Wisconsin scored again. Came right up court, threw it in for a three point regular three point play by Cook, pushing the tempo right. right. Not heaving a three, not right. panicking. Again, like they did against Indiana when they got down kind of late in the game. Same thing, and then built themselves back into it. It's 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 really interesting to watch because a lot of te- times teams in that situation would start saying, "Okay, suddenly we're down nine, and so we, we need shoot. to make threes. We got to make threes. And instead, Iowa still pushing the Temple. Plenty of time left. I love the way that worked. Um, so we end up with, uh, aside from the two victories, the Penn State game we haven't even talked about, but that one feels like a great senior day. By the way, Jock coming off the bench in the second half with one point going into the second half, so getting 20. So I'm Beautiful, I'm, right? I, I'm sitting at whatever. Rose would be my aunt? Step-aunt. Rose? Is Norma's sister. Okay. Dave Sr.'s wife's Step sister. Step-aunt, yeah. Lives in Phoenix, so we're at their house. We're watching the game on Sunday. And so Pete has one point in the first half, made free throw, missed one. They took him right back out, and uh, which I called. I said, he's on the bench. I said, he's the best free throw shooter in Big mad, Ten. Yeah, I yeah. mean, why don't you bring him in to shoot yeah. free throw? So I was like, okay. So they do that, and then he was mad because they took him out. There was only like a minute to go or whatever in the first half. So then I'm sitting there, and I said, you watch. I said, he's going to go for 20 in the second half. And James looks at me, goes his husband, he goes, no way. I said, just watch. Mm-hmm. And he scored, the, what, the first seven points of the second half, and it was clear that Fran had either challenged him or whatever, or and they, but they ran three plays in a row, all different plays for Jock, and he converted on all of them. Well, and Penn State, Penn State has, they have some talent on that team, I think. They're going to get better. But the one thing they don't have since they have so many freshmen and they aren't that good yet, they aren't. They they were not able to defend him the way that some of these other teams. Michigan they didn't, State has. They didn't have anybody out there grabbing him. Right. right. He was getting free, getting open looks, and he, and he was knocking him down. And if you're allowing him to run free and he's not hurt, he's going to score twenty to twenty five points. It's just going to happen. And you're right. <clears throat> it wasn't surprising. I loved the and and I I I tweeted this out at halftime the other day. I loved the way Iowa played with Swagger the other day. Right, right. They they played like the team that was supposed to win, not like the team that was maybe gonna win and should win. But they played like the team that was supposed to win, and, he, and they got up twenty seven at one point. Well, right? and, but you know, here's the here's the thing that they didn't do the other day, and I tweeted yeah. this out, and you can follow me at Hawkeye Huddle, and you can follow Ridge at Hawkeye Huddle too, on Twitter. Is they must have given up at one point. I said Penn State must have fourteen, and John Miller goes. It's exactly, exactly 14. 14. Yeah, offensive rebounds was not. Was and, not and you can't give up extra possessions. Now, part of the reason Penn State was getting so many offensive rebounds is they were chucking up so many threes that the long, long, long yeah. rebound was yeah. coming out, and Iowa had them boxed out, and it's kind of hard to box a guy out who's 12 feet away from the ball or the hoop. But nevertheless, that was also an excellent an excellent win, a great, great crowd in Carver. Uh, on Sunday, Peter Jock bobblehead day. And by the way, I think the university needs to get, find new bobblehead makers. Does, did, it didn't I, I didn't I, see it, but um, it does not look like him. I, not particularly. Not particularly. It's just kind of a general. I think dude. they may have grabbed the wrong color in the oh, six, really? box of sixty-four. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> it didn't the Crayolas were not. I, uh, I don't know. It didn't, didn't didn't come out right. Well, so uh, Bohannon is freshman of the week for his play, but he and Cook. All freshman team in the Big Ten, so one of the top five freshmen for both of them. Of course, Peter Jock, first team All Big Ten. And Nicholas Bear gets the Sixth Man of the Year award, which is an incredible story considering a year ago nobody even knew, you know. He was a walk on with no scholarship. No scholarship, no nothing. Sixth Man of the Year. He's 13 for his last 18. And two weeks ago on this show. Is he from Bettendorf? Yes. Yeah, okay. Two weeks ago on this show, we sat here and he had been, he had shot 26. I looked it up. He had shot 26. He was five for his last 26. Right. But he had, and we said, Boy, he's shooting a lot of threes for a guy that's struggling a little bit, right? And Trent tweeted it. No, it's 5 of 26. But he had made a few against Michigan State. I think he's 3 for 5 right. against Michigan State, right? They, and they had just lost to Illinois. And we're like, eh. He goes out that night. They play Indiana. They beat Indiana. He's been 13 for 18 since then. Right. Um, so he's, he's shooting the three. 
But on top of that, he had 20 points the other day. Um, his game gets better and better, and I, I, I don't. I, I thought uh, I was listening to Wade looking deal with the boys earlier. Right. I, I'm, I'm not sure that he's the best athlete on the team. That's think it's a bit of hyperbole. But I went that far with Creener a couple weeks ago as well. So I'll, I'll leave that. But I will say this: he's got some potential to continue to get better and better. He's a sophomore. He's only a sophomore. And he's only a sophomore. Well, there's a a new stat that coaches track, and that's like. Tip balls and deflections and stuff. Yeah, Nicholas Bear has got to lead the Hawks <laughs> by threefold in that compared to anybody else. And you know the funny part about him being named the sixth man, I'm not sure that he's usually the first guy off the bench. Yeah, that's probably true. He's off the bench, but it depends. I mean, it really depends on who gets their first their first two fouls, right? Right. right. Um, and if it's if it's Moss or Wagner, he's probably the first guy off the bench. But but nevertheless, if it's, if I it's mean, Pete the other day, I don't know if he was. No, and, and he certainly wasn't. if it's Cook, then Pencil's the first guy off the bench. Yeah. But, Either way, he's the bench player of the year. You know, the John Havlicek was always the first guy off the bench for the Celtics when he was made the six-man uh, relevant uh, term. And uh, nevertheless, it was. Uh, you made a point a couple weeks ago, and I'll, I'm going to stick by this. He's the guy that we always hate, right? He's the guy. He's the guy that, that right. he's. He's uh, uh, Woody Harrelson and white men can't jump. The dude's standing there with his hat sideways and the overstuffed shoes. Doesn't look like he should do, be able to do anything, and he's just constantly in, in the way of the other team. Just constantly has his arms out, his hands out, and he can dunk and he can block shots. He leads the, he leads the Iowa Hawkeyes in block shots. Well, and, and he going back to deflections and getting your hands on the ball, that's what he does. That's what he does. All right, we'll come back. Keep talking Hawkeye basketball. We got a couple of updates: uh, wrestling, women's basketball, baseball, and then uh, we'll get to Tom Kakert, whose birthday is today. I That's believe, right. Too. That'll be at the bottom of the hour when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred and MediaCom. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports seventeen hundred KBGG seventeen hundred KBGG traffic update. Taking another look at the roadways out there, we are accident-free in the metro this afternoon. Interstate and main route travel in great shape out there. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Tonight's forecast, mostly clear, cool and breezy, a low of 32. Then mostly sunny Wednesday, still windy with a high near 58. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Firestone Complete Auto Care. When the road gets rough, you need a set of tires that can get tough. Now, $50 off sets of select lines of Firestone Destination Tires at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true. But it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. So now's the time. You could qualify for a tax settlement that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will work to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-909-8122. 800-909-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey, guys, it's that time of year again. Time to build up some equity for March Madness in the next football season. Tell that special lady in your life you'll do the laundry and you really mean it. Then grab the dirty clothes and head to Duds and Suds in Beaverdale. Drop it off, pick it up, all nice and clean and folded. She'll be amazed. Or wash while you wait. Enjoy a beer, popcorn, and the games on TV. Or shoot a game of pool. Duds and Suds, guys. Check it out. 2629 Beaver in Beaverdale. Duds and Suds. As an independent agent, People's Insurance Agency can tailor a program that fits any situation. We offer all sorts of insurance programs, including hard-to-place risks, such as farms and ranches, hunting guides, and outfitters. We will provide you solid coverage, personal service, and save you money. For more information, please call 800-932-4801 or visit us online at peoples-insurance.com. 
Have you suffered a personal injury or been impaired by an auto accident? Are you unsure if you're entitled to workers' compensation? Hamilton Law Firm is one of the oldest family-owned law firms in Iowa, helping individuals and families across the state for 130 years. They may be able to help you. If you are too injured to meet with them, they can fly anywhere in Iowa to meet with you. Hamilton Law Firm in Clive, Storm Lake, and Sioux City. Contact Hamilton Law at 309-3536 or online at hamiltonlawfirmpc.com. Used car clearance time at Schottenkirk Chevy in Waukee. Featuring 1.99% for 60 months on pre-owned vehicles. All pre-owned vehicles tagged with one low price. Huge inventory of Schottenkirk certified fresh local trades that come with a 172-point inspection. Used car clearance time in Waukee. Featuring 1.99% for 60 months. And pre-owned vehicles tagged with one low price. Hurry in for best selection. Schottenkirk Chevy on the west end of Hickman, Waukee. WaukeeChevy.com. Must be 2011 with approved credit. Asset Protection Agency and the Brighton Companies have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, the same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515-223-1600. Need a new roof? GAF Timberline Shingles are the number one selling shingles in North America from the company with more than 130 years of experience. Ask your local GAF certified or master elite contractor about the industry's best warranty today. Now accepting new patients, it's the professional dentist, Dr. Stephen Fuller at Fuller Family Dental. Get a hold of Fuller Family Dental now. Get that bright smile to return to your life at Fuller Family Dental, located in Des Moines in Altoona. Fuller Family Dental, Dr. Stephen Fuller at fullerfamilydental.net. Proud sponsor of all our high school coverage, state wrestling, boys and girls basketball. Fullerfamilydental.net. Back here on the Hawkeye, I'm Fred Ray State Page Jr. Sitting we, here theori- theorizing about uh, NCAA tournament stuff. We got, we got. We do think we're on TV, are we? I don't or know. We, we don't have the modern know, red lights on. Real quick, uh, Hawkeye women lost in the Big Ten tournament. In the, uh, I guess that would have been the second round the other day, 78-73. They came from 12 down, took the lead with about three minutes to go, and then I don't think they scored again. Uh, unfortunately, that probably knocks them off the bubble. Uh, While well, they're still on the bubble in their first four out for ESPN. RPI 59, right below Iowa State at 58, by the way, who's in the first four in for uh, the bracketology there for uh, the women's. Don't you, don't you think that that verbiage is wrong? That should be the last four in. I always, yes. I, I, I last four in, it, it first four out. Yeah, it should be. Did I just, maybe it is, and I'm just reading it. Maybe I just jotted it. I'm down. just saying. Okay. Because the first four should be your number one seed. Yes. Maybe it's the last four in. So Iowa State's in the last four in for the, for the women's, and Iowa's sitting outside right now. Although you never know. At 59 RPI, you never know. 17, 13, 8, and 8, the Hawks are. Uh, they're maybe, probably in the, in the W net. Maybe their best bet would be it. to hope that there are no upsets in the smaller conferences. They might, so teams like Drake yeah. need to run. Let's face it. Tania Davis got hurt. They they yeah. had a, a twelve point lead at Michigan, who is rated and and has like a top twenty RPI. Had they won that game, they probably would have won another one or two with her. That was a big, you know, that that that's just a big injury you can't overcome. It would have been like uh, losing, uh, uh, you know, probably losing uh, Peter or Tyler Cook for a significant longer period of time at the end of the year. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, otherwise, you may end up with them in WNIT. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up with a. NIT double, men's, women's uh, double header at Carter Hawk Arena. Free ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Wrestlers, of course, uh, third place in the Big Ten. Ohio State came, uh, came, kind of came out of nowhere. I guess I hadn't looked at the matchups. I would beat them head-to-head 21-13 a couple of weeks ago, but uh, the, uh, the Buckeyes get it done. Of course, Gilman and Brooks are champions for the Hawkeyes. Kimmerer uh, and Clark are runners-up. Clark losing right at the end. I gave mean, up and at, the zone, buzzer. at the buzzer. That's terrible. <laughs> so I felt so bad for him. And uh, Brandon Sorensen ends up third. Hawks qualified seven for the NCAA, and uh, the heavyweight kid uh, got an at-large today. So they'll have eight going uh, in the national uh, national tournament here coming up. 
So who didn't get in? Wilkie. What weight's he? In the middle? It's 170-something. 60, I don't know. Doesn't. Sounds, as I recall. 197. Baseball team. 197? Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, baseball team picked off two of three up in Minneapolis. They did play, by the way, in the U.S. Bank Stadium. I guess they can configure it. There. Oh, they did. <clears throat> they did. And they beat Hawaii 7-6 to six and Oral Roberts 7-5 to five and lost to the Minnesota Golden Goofers 6-3. to three. Speaking of Oral Roberts. They're losing to Northern Illinois right now. I had sure a, uh, a drive down in Arizona that you hit off the heel, and so you call that an Oral Roberts because he's the healer. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's what we call it. Okay. I'm that. not sure that's uh, known throughout the world of golf, but it is what it is. Hawks up now in the bottom of the seventh inning against uh, Northern Illinois 8-6 to six, coming from behind. There you have it. <clears throat> Losing my voice. I don't understand why. So I don't know. Hawkeye baseball team. Uh, so they got Northern Illinois. They go uh, south again. Villanova, Bucknell, and two against Lehigh this weekend for them uh, as they keep things going. Big junior day for football, by the way, this last weekend in Iowa City. Um, we'll talk to Tom Cakert in a little bit, but we're probably not going to talk a lot of football. But if you want to find out what happened and who all was there, there are like 80 kids there. A lot of great things. Get where on this website. Keep, where, where do they put those kids up? Do they stay in the dorms? Dormitories. They put them in the dormitories. I see. I don't know if it's Hillcrest or whatever, or the quad. You know, go, go streaking by the quad. But, but uh, <laughs> feel free. They do. But a, a lot of good things. Uh, a lot of good things said about Hawkeye football the other day. Of course, you know it's it's going to be fun when you're visiting and and they they put roll out the red carpet. But uh, you know there's there's impressive facilities, impressive coaches, impressive atmosphere, and it's good to make that early first impression for a lot of these guys. Did you hear Chad Greenway's <laughs> retirement speech today? It should I shed a tear. Oh gosh, it should be as a Viking and a Hawkeye. Fan. It should be uh, recorded and videotaped and shown and tweeted out and sent to every single recruit that they're working on for the next five years. As as long as Kirk Ferentz is a head coach, it is the greatest. I mean, basically, he said Iowa was the only team, only one to drive to Mount Vernon, talk to him, to see him, had the foresight to you know give it. Would he play eight man football or whatever? I imagine he was pretty good in high school. I, I think he was probably a stud, and <laughs> nobody wanted to be anywhere near that kid on an eight-man football field. But you're right. Um, he 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 talked about Hawkeye football, and and, and after a ten-year NFL career and some success, being one of the more popular players up in Minneapolis, it's great to to, to have him throw that shout out to Iowa uh, and and Kirk Ferentz. And you're right. Put that out there on the internet. Absolutely. Put that everywhere you can because kids have got to hear that. They they need to know uh, that there's there's a lot of respect for that coach. Real quick, Trent's giving us some information on the RPI. You know, well, I, I have this written down. Well, it, I've I got like it this. right now in front I, of us. Had Iowa beat Minnesota, they would be sixty-one. Had they also beaten Omaha, they'd be 61. they'd be sixty-one. Had they beat Nebraska, they'd have been sixty-one. If they beat Indiana and Wisconsin but lose to Maryland, they'll be sixty-one. <laughs> And if they beat Indiana, lose to Wisconsin, the RPI will be 68, and that is clearly on the bubble. Right on the bubble. I mean, that is at the top of the bubble. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com joins us. Aren't there 68 us. teams in the... There are 68 teams. <laughs> Just saying. Not, not for nothing, but... You could be the last saying. team in, and you know what that means. Next Tuesday, the Hawkeye huddles a preview the pre-game. of the... Well, of the pre at 530? It might be started while we're on the air. Well, they usually keep the big games. I'm going to be in the Dominican talking. They, you know, they run the, the Alabama A&M versus whoever in the first game, and then the and bigger then. teams play the second. We're back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 Mediacom and the Cub. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. 1700 KBGG traffic update. Taking another look at the roadways out there. We are accident-free in the metro this afternoon. Interstate and main route travel in great shape out there. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Tonight's forecast, mostly clear, cool and breezy, a low of 32. Then mostly sunny Wednesday, still windy with a high near 58. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by KFC. KFC has a variety of delicious $5 fill-ups. They're real meals for only, you guessed it, 5 bucks. KFC, it's finger-licking good. At participating KFC's, prices may vary tax extra. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? 
Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song, or maybe a good advertising message, with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard, and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound, too. But advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Grammy-nominated Joe Bonamassa, hailed as one of the world's greatest guitar players. Blues rock titan Joe Bonamassa, live in concert on Thursday, March 9th at the Des Moines Civic Center. Tickets on sale now at the venue box office and at Des Moines Performing Arts.org. Joe Bonamassa, don't miss your chance to experience the guitar event of the year. Sometimes diabetes can feel more like don't abetes. Don't do this, don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via pharmacy chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. It's time for the Iowa Wrestling Report, presented by People's Insurance Agency. I'm Trent Condon. Grandview Wrestling brought home their sixth consecutive championship, along with setting a new scoring record with 234.5 points as the Vikings ran away with the NAIA crown. All 12 Grandview wrestlers earned All-American status, including champions Jacob Cologne, Josh Winger, Grant Henderson, Lawton Benna, and Evan Hansen. At the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament, Iowa crowned two champions, Thomas Gilman at 125 pounds and Sammy Brooks a major decision over Miles Martin of Ohio State 12-2. Seven Hawkeye wrestlers have qualified for the national tournament in St. Louis in two weeks while Cash Wilkie at 197 pounds and Joey Gunther will need at large bids to enter the national tournament field. Northern Iowa hosted the MAC tournament over the weekend, finished in second place behind Missouri. You and I will be bringing seven wrestlers to nationals in St. Louis, including MAC champion Taylor Luan at 174 pounds. Iowa State got an automatic qualifier at Marcus Harrington, who finished in fifth place at the Big 12s. This Iowa Wrestling Report presented by People's Insurance, providing solid coverage, personal service, and safety you money. Get a quote online at People's Insurance Agency at peoples-insurance.com. Sunny's Pizza Bistro is a family-owned and operated Italian restaurant that opened its doors in 2006. You will always find a family-friendly atmosphere at Sunny's Pizza Bistro, as well as excellent food with homemade sausage, meatballs, pizza, sauces, and dough. And Sunny's Pizza Bistro caters. Give Sunny's a try for your next business or family gathering. Sunny's Pizza Bistro, Sailorville Township, and online at sunnyspizzabistro.com. It's truck month at the all-new Schottenkirk Ford in Indianola. Get $12,000 off select new F-150s and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Talk about going after the Ford business. $12,000 off select new F-150s or get 0% for 72 months to bulk up fresh local trades. Schottenkirk Ford is in a position to give you more for your trade. The Schottenkirk Experience, now available in Indianola. The all-new Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola. SchottenkirkFord.com. F-1009 includes all rebates. Must finance through Ford Motor Credit. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practice exclusively in family law. He's located at 3737 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give him a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. 
Need a new roof? GAF Timberline Shingles are the number one selling shingles in North America from the company with more than 130 years of experience. Call Leaf Guard Exteriors or one of the other GAF Master League contractors for a free estimate today. With you, five to six o'clock here on seventeen hundred MediaCom. Around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com, and the only website that's better—well, that's not true—but <laughs> per, perhaps the best website out there for Hawkeye sports is uh, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com joining us as he does each week. Good afternoon, Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. How old are you today? You had to do it. Let's get right you? to it. Are you 50? 950 years old is what I oh, feel boy. like. Uh, 51 today. 51. All right. Oh, you and, I, is, you and yeah. I are the same age. Okay. Guys got me, yep. Boys got me beat. So. I will be 48 on uh, Thursday. No, 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 Friday. Friday. I got an extra day. I'm Note to day. self. All right. Good, yeah. good, good. <clears throat> so, Tom, when do you head off to uh, D.C.? Uh, I am uh, skipping out on D.C. this year. So You're I'm kidding. Just, uh, Got some obligations at home, so uh, I'm going to be doing things from home. Got a got somebody hired to cover it for us out there, so we're all good. Have plenty of coverage on Hawkeye Report, so uh, it'll be good. I don't blame you. We were just talking. It's a horrible trip. In in you know, do you pack for four days or do you pack for two and rewear? Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> you know it's. It's going to be costly and, uh, you know, trying to watch the budget a little bit and just uh, decided to uh, opt for uh, staying home, watching it, and got uh, one of our rivals people who's going to help me out. So that's uh, a good deal. What do you think about this? I mean, and I I had tweeted beforehand that we were going to discuss this, and we haven't even come close. but. I just I think this is a money move out of the Big Ten. Well, clearly, and sending the, this tournament to DC in New York it, City next it year, it just screws fans who are on the on the western edge of the Big Ten. Whereas Indianapolis is a centralized location, and Tom, I, I as a guy that covers them, how do you and and usually travels with them? How do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, and covering these tournaments, if you've got to fly, it's a little more difficult. You know, say. You're covering Iowa, and you fly out Wednesday, and say they get bounced on Thursday night. Well, then you just want to going to want to head home. But what if you booked a flight to not home, come home till Sunday? You've got uh, you know the expense of a hotel, a little price six hundred. It can be, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, nevertheless, I don't blame you for not going. But uh, so Iowa got got has Indiana. I speak well. Has Indiana on on Thursday um, with the winner going against Wisconsin and the winner of that going against Maryland. So if you look back, yeah, well, Maryland or Northwestern. Northwestern. So in theory, the Hawks could play three teams that they've just beat within the last three weeks. Two weeks. To me, that seems not great. But on the other hand, you got to have confidence that you just beat them. You know what you did wrong. You know what you did right. And, of course, they know what they did wrong and so on and so forth. I just think it, it's a, it's kind of a, it's an interesting draw, but I think it's a tough one. Yeah, it's, you know, if, if you look at it, I, I think, um, you know, other than Iowa and the way they're playing, of the teams that are not seated in the upper half or double by of the bracket, the most dangerous team other than Iowa is probably Indiana, just because if you looked at just pure talent, uh, you know, recruiting rankings and everything, Indiana's probably in the top five in the conference in terms of talent. Um, They just didn't achieve that uh, in the season, and, uh, you know, that's what makes them a dangerous team. They're a team that could put up 100 points on somebody. They almost did it to Ohio State the other day. Well, they had 52 or 54 um, in the first half. They they can... Score points. I mean, you know, granted, it did go to overtime, but they scored ninety points on Iowa in Iowa City. So um, they have a lot of offensive weapons. Now, the the negative for them is they um, 
turn it over a lot. Um, but the positive for them is they've got a pretty good post game if they decide to use it, which they didn't do against Iowa, which is, you know, go to Thomas Bryant, go to Deron Davis, and dump the ball down to them and try and work that, which is what Iowa did against Indiana and got them in serious foul trouble. That was the uh, Peter Jock shooting 23 free throws in a game and 35 fouls called in Indiana in the last, uh, uh, you know, I guess 35 minutes or so of the game, including the overtime. Gut feeling, how long are they going to be there, Tom? You know, I'm hopeful that they can beat Indiana. The Indiana game scares me, though, because yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, they're just such a helter-skelter team that you just don't you don't know what you're going to get with Indiana. I, I think I will be an underdog in that game. I don't know if the lines come out yet or not, but um, I would suspect I was probably about a three- to five-point underdog in the game, and uh, but I think they can get past past Indiana. I just think trying to beat Wisconsin again is going to be a tough road to hoe. Um, you know, the thing I worry about in those games, and we've seen it uh, in other conference tournaments, you know, Iowa's been hitting the three ball, and that's uh, a lot of the reason why they've had the success, especially the last three games, is that they've gotten red hot from three. In those kind of cavernous venues with the, you know, deeper uh, uh, shot view kind of things that you have from the outside. Your threes just don't seem to fall as much, and 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 that might be Iowa's undoing in in this venue is that just you know the shooting background's different, and uh, maybe those threes don't go in. But talking to the guys today, they seem pretty confident that it's still the the bucket's still ten foot high. You know, maybe they need to put a Norman Dale thing out there and right, bring yeah. the, the measuring stick out and. So it's still 10 feet, and you just got to make buckets. Tom, shifting gears real fast, there was a huge junior day. We don't want to talk a ton about football, but Brett said there was 80 guys there over the, over the weekend. What's uh, what's the biggest takeaway, you think, from, from that uh, event? You know, I, I think the big takeaway from that Iowa junior day is just that they had so many guys on campus, and it seems like everybody had a really good time, and, and you had a lot of the top prospects in the Midwest there. Um, you had a lot of guys that were that are, are showing a strong interest in Iowa, and um, you know they're going to be in the running for some good players. You know, you look at like a uh, Michael Thompson from St. Louis, the defensive tackle, who's got offers from just about everybody, including Alabama. It's going to be a tough road to hoe to get him, but and just the fact that you get him on campus at this point and you're able to sell the program, and and he seems you know, genuinely interested is a, a real positive. So I, I think overall it's it's a positive for Iowa that they got all these guys on campus. They extended a bunch of new offers to 2019 kids, um, and I thought that was an interesting thing. You know, getting the offer in person is always a big deal, I think, and it's always a good selling point. So, uh, you know, I, overall I think it's uh, I think we'll probably see some news here fairly soon on a few guys that, uh, you know, jump on board. I, I, I think that they'll probably get uh, Dylan Doyle, Coach Doyle's son. I think he'll probably commit to Iowa. <laughs> He's probably and, in. You know, maybe a couple other guys, too. All right, everybody get out there and check out HawkeyeReport.com for a synopsis of that. There's a number of profiles and a bunch of kids that were in the other day. Tom, enjoy your uh, week watching basketball at home, I guess, and uh, we'll try to catch you next week before the NCAA tournament. Watch to see how I did that. I, and in, in yeah, enjoy your we'll uh, be, birthday. Uh, enjoy your birthday uh, tonight. Covering some NCAA ba- tournament basketball next week. There That'd you go. Be awesome. There you go. Happy birthday, Tom. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. So, um, I just hate this thing being in DC. But aside from that, the other thing that I that I can't stand, and we, we, we shouldn't complain about it till it happens, right? But this idea of that if you're an 11 seed in the NCAA tournament, you play in the play-in games while there's some 16s and 15s that are waiting until Thursday to play. I suppose they have a they have a they have an easier sec, they have a tougher second round. Well, what do you mean? No, you still end up playing. This, you still got to play on Thursday. You would you're eleven. You would play on six. But you got to. You can't you have. To, you can't have. They have f- four four sixteens. Four sixteens. They play each other, right? Well, no. Two well, two each. No, they don't. Right. Two. There's two games between. There's two games for a sixteen spot, and there's two games for an we eleven sound spot. Really smart. Well, there's two games for a 16 spot. 
Two, 16, two of the 16s get a play a one right away on Thursday, but they don't have to play on Tuesday or Wednesday. Whereas two of the 11s, uh, four of the 11s play each other, and they become an 11 playing a six on Thursday or Friday. I'm just saying I, I, I get it. It's all about TV, right? And they do it this way, and it works out this way, but it, it's all about TV. and you, you know. So here's who I – first of all, I was rooting, by the way, for Omaha to win the Summit League championship tonight because they're going to get in. And if they do, the other team that's in that Iowa beat was North Dakota. So you start looking at who Iowa played in their non-conference schedule. And uh, the strength of schedule is actually pretty good for the Hawks right now, sitting at 45. That's not bad. And if you think about it, Seton Hall's getting in. Seton Hall's good. Seton Hall's getting in. Iowa State's getting in. Notre Dame's getting in. North Dakota, Omaha. Who am I forgetting? There was one more that they lost to. Virginia. Virginia. So they had six teams in that non-conference schedule. Granted, they played a bunch of the dregs that were under the 200 mark in, in the RPI, but they didn't lose to any of them. And there are teams out there that did. So everybody's pointing to Omaha as a bad loss, but Omaha's in the 120s right now, and they're probably going to end up between 110 and 120. Um, Memphis is what is being considered a bad loss. They're at one, what were they? They're 110 today. And they're going to play Central Florida, and once they play SMU, they actually get a move up. That's how dumb the RPI is. They actually get a move up just for playing SMU. So they may end up in the 100. So Iowa's resume stands to improve not only by winning a game or two here in the Big Ten tournament, but also hopefully some of these teams around them. And then we've got to root against teams. So who do you want to root against? Cal, K-State, Providence, Syracuse. Providence is in. Maybe. Providence, K-State, Illinois, Cal. These are teams right there, right? Rhode Island. Syracuse is an interesting case because they mirror Iowa in a lot of ways. Iowa has a better RPI, a better strength of schedule. They have the same record in the last 12. They have the same record overall. Uh, but there's a bad loss on Syracuse's resume, uh, a below a 200, sub-200 loss. Iowa has none of those, yet Syracuse is firmly in, according to every, everybody right now, and I don't quite get that one. The other one I don't get is Illinois State. I understand they have a high R- RPI, but they haven't beaten anybody. Actually, uh They've only played three games in the top 50, and that was all against Wichita. And how do you earn an at-large with that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get the idea. We're so, trying to give nods to the, to the mid-majors and all that, but the fact is they aren't that good. So here, here's the first four. You got Jacksonville State versus NC Central with the winner of that gets Villanova. And then you've got North Dakota slash New Orleans. The winner of that gets Carolina. So that's... Those are 16s. Those are 16s. The 11s that they have that play in this are Xavier slash USC, and they have a 12 of Syracuse slash Illinois. Okay, so those are 12s. And then if they win, then you've got a 5 then or a 6. Then you've got Cincinnati so or, again, or Maryland. So again, you're looking at a 12 or 11 seed. So teams that are actually placed in the tournament higher than 16 other teams, right? Something like that. I guess. Yeah. I mean, but but a lot of those other teams are those teams from the small conferences and that go automa- automatically win, right. And get in, so you got to put them in the fifteens and the sixteen plus spots and those kinds of things, right? So I'm just saying, all the the playing game should be all sixteens. No, uh, there's no way to do it. But so you're saying you take the fifteens and you just make those guys sixteens? No, you, you just named four teams. But there's not actually four games. There's actually there's actually six sixteen seeds. Yes, so you want right. To, right. You so would, you're only playing four of them right now. Need, Two of them so are you, automatically getting to play on Thursday. That's Friday. right. So you're right. saying you need to have eight 16 seats. Yes. So you take two teams off the 15 line and you make yeah. them 16. Yeah. I, I'm just. I, I just think I, I get what and they're doing. Literally, no one would go, I, and nobody would watch. Well, they did it before, and nobody watched. So I mean, you kind of watched, but it, it wasn't. It, it granted, this is television, and keep, this is what. Keep it is. in mind, Virginia Commonwealth came from the playing game years ago and went to Final Four. Yeah. Syracuse was the last team in last year with, uh, and uh, you know, went to Final Four after what the, they, the worst the, RPI didn't ever. They get the eight? You know, something like they that. They didn't get the Final Four, did they? I think they did. Or did they get the Elite Eight? I think they got the eight. I don't yeah. think they got the Final Four. Virginia in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. Oh, yeah, they did. I, I was thinking so. The last, so anyway, and they were they were definitely the last team in. We had ten, time time for our. T- it's five fifty one. We got so plenty of minutes. time. We got we got all kinds of time. Well, so. Again, you know, rooting rooting against teams that are they're on that bubble. Cal's on that bubble. K State, USC's on that bubble. Uh, I think Providence is still on that Z- bubble. Well, it looks like Xavier. Xavier. Xavier's still Illinois. on Illinois. 
I mean, and there are a couple teams behind so you, Iowa so you clearly on this list. Are Clemson f- winning today didn't help. They you're clearly rooting State. for Illinois to lose. You're clearly yes. rooting for Syracuse to lose. You're clear, you should be rooting for Xavier to lose and for USC, according to that one I just looked at. And go Memphis, go Omaha, and that, that'll help out a little bit here and there. Okay, Big Ten tournament this week. Uh, I was going to save this for my Templeton right last call, but I think I got we got to go with the Hawks. So here's my call. I, I think Tom, Tom's right. Indiana's dangerous. The dangerous team for me is Michigan. They lost. They were playing really well. They lost a tough one at Northwestern, but they went out and just absolutely destroyed Nebraska the other night. And they were playing well. They beat Purdue last week. That's a team right now I don't want to play. And I well, can the good see news them, is you don't get to play them until the finals. I, I wouldn't have to play them until the finals. So uh, I see that team mowing right through Illinois, Purdue. And uh, who would they have um, in Minnesota going going to the front? Michigan is in the finals, in my in my opinion, right now. So does Iowa get there? Is it Wisconsin? Is Northwestern come? Are you giving Maryland? I don't know. But right now, I got Michigan. In the you know, and, and the interesting thing is with this game, these games being played in DC, Maryland will have a decided quote unquote home court advantage. But uh, I I think Iowa does beat Indiana. This is time now for our Templeton Rye last call, brought to you by Templeton Rye Small Batch Whiskey. Yes. That's right. And I uh, had a little of that last night. It was always delicious. Man. It makes the for a delicious, makes for always a, delicious KFC. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like going to Sizzler. It's awesome. But uh, I think Iowa does beat Indiana. Uh, once again, I think it's a very high-scoring game, uh, well over the 160 or so that they'll have for a total, um, just because of the pace. Uh, and if they call it tight, like they did the last time, we'll have a lot of free throws. Iowa, I don't, I don't know if we lead the league in free throws, but we might. Here's the other. The, unfortunately, I think we lose to Wisconsin. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's the other way around. I think if we beat, I, I think the physical way that Wisconsin plays does negate Pete, Peter Jock, but I just don't think they can hang with Iowa if they want to play. And I, I think Iowa slaps the press on them earlier and well, presses them into the ground. Here's Indiana's my, here's, a dangerous here's my, real quick. West Moines Valley wins boys and girls, beats Iowa City West in the finals. That'd be awesome. It was a great night the other night for them. I've got uh, my Templeton right last call. I I think we Better lose. Better hurry. Uh, I get, we got 20 seconds left. I think we lose. But Of course you do. I said that last week. So He's if the we bastion of good, of good feelings. We get past Indiana, we go to the finals, and uh, we'll lose in the finals to Michigan. So I will get second, and they get in the NCAA tournament. Thanks, Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com. For Dave Creighton, Jr., and Trent Condon back in the studio, I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 and Mediacom.